Hide, hide your kids. kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous, dangerous podcast. podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Brittany Griner is free. Harry and Megan are unleashed. And New York Yankee Aaron Judge is really, really rich. So how's your week going? Hi, kids. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel. Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? Cheeseman. And this is Chad. Is it live or Memorex? So wash. And on this week's show, who would you rather? You will know LinkedIn by the trail of dead. And OpenAI is here to kill us all. And I feel fine. Let's do this. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. How was your week, Chad? It's been a great week, man. How's Christmas time in Portugal? Is it just like the Midwest? Is it just... Uh... Just like it is back in Indiana. Oh uh, yeah, not so much. Yeah, no, no, no snow. <laughs> got a bunch of uh, sunlight, so I actually get vitamin D here, which is nice. Oh. Yeah, I don't have to bundle up to go for walks or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, are there at least some lights up? Some uh, I don't know, something festive. Oh, we'll go to Tavira tonight to see the lights. Yeah. It's all lit up, uh, the bridges and all that other fun stuff. And then we'll go, you know, we'll go eat on the town. It's amazing. It's it's much easier, let's say, stress-free when you don't yeah. have kids because you don't have to buy presents, think about yeah. the toys, you go out yeah. to the malls, do all that shit that you used to have to do, hang up stockings and lights and any of that stuff. You just enjoy life. I feel like you're taunting me with all these comments. I'm guessing you don't even have a tree up in Portugal? No. No reason. We're doing Christmas with the kids in Paris. So we're bringing the kids into Paris for Christmas. And the best lights the Eiffel Tower. We're going to be staying fairly close there, so that'll be nice. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't suck. That doesn't suck. Christmas in Paris probably does not suck. Well, I assume you're going to be you're going to be enjoying some World Cup uh, this weekend, as you have every Ooh, week. Big yes. big match that even even I'm paying attention to is uh, <laughs> England and France. Yes, who who you got in that one? Uh, it's got to be France. France, uh, they're defending champs. Julie, her favorite uh, football player is is Mbappe. Guy is on fucking fire. Mm-hmm. The the English, I just think that the the U.S. took uh, took the lion down for some reason. I don't know. They just haven't been playing the same. So, uh, yeah, I think France, Brazil looks amazing. Portugal finally woke up this week, six to one over Switzerland. I mean, so there, there's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good matches to be played. Um, I'm sorry. Sorry, Chad. Uh, the correct answer is England. Uh, unlike, <laughs> un- unlike Boobly Lube or whoever you said, I can pronounce Harry Kane and I can say that in a pub. So the correct answer is England will win 
against France this weekend. Let's get to shout out, shall we? That's right, baby. Here we go. First shout out. Here it comes. Here it comes. Shout out to the U.S. Army. Oh, man. We do more before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. Uh-huh. Hey, first sergeant. Good morning. You can do it in the army. Holy 80s flashback, <laughs> Batman. You shout out to the army. Okay, this should be good as a as a as an army veteran. I can't wait yes. for this. That that jingle makes me smile so much. I never smiled so much actually serving in the military. But the the, the United States Army is the best recruiting program in the world, and it's hearkening yeah. back. To the old days, olden days with a throwback advertising campaign, be all that you can be. That jingle played everywhere for years. That's like Mm -hmm. ingrained in our psyche. Oh, yeah. What do you think about when you actually hear that other than just having to smile because you remember when you were a kid? Well, obviously, it it takes me back to the 80s uh, in a more simple, simple time Uh uh, before all the things you just talked about kids and presents and everything else so <laughs> and it, it also it also makes me think back to uh stripes with bill murray uh when they when they sing that's a fact jack yeah when they they sing it uh sing it on the bus i think to uh to boot camp but yeah mm-hmm. a lot a lot of 80s flashbacks for me when i hear that because that ad was prevalent and everywhere. Uh, and before social media, it was the days where everyone watched the same TV shows. Yep. And that ad ran at every popular TV show back in the 80s. Yes. And I mean, it was on every radio station. So that ad, that jingle was everywhere. So shout out to the U.S. Army for bringing it back. I'm glad it gives you good memories and not like cold sweats and, uh, you know, <laughs> screaming in the middle of the night. That's that's good. That's good. All right. My, my shout out, much less patriotic. Uh, Christina Salen. Oh, who the fuck is Chris Christina Salen? You might ask. Uh, yeah, well, she's the new CFO at popular ATS greenhouse. Uh, why should we care? Repeat after me, Chad. I P O greenhouse (laughs) has raised over a hundred million dollars and has hit the 10 year mark. So their investors are obviously looking for a little liquidation event, likely to happen in the next, oh, I don't know, 12 to 24 months, a little trip down to Wall Street as soon as the IPO market loosens up. Salen was at Etsy when they yeah. went public. One of your one of your favorite craft sites that you like to buy <laughs> buy embroidered scarves from, obviously. Uh, they've also just hired a chief legal officer mm. and added a new board member. All of this is Latin for IPO. Shout out to Christina Salen. And the inevitable journey to the public markets for our friends at Greenhouse. Yeah, I see more on the twenty-four month side of the house than I do the twelve months. It's gonna take. It's gonna take a minute. It's gonna take a minute. Well, like 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 most of my predictions, Chad. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Mannion, who knows how to say he's sorry. He sends yes. alcohol. I love that. I can't even remember what he did to be sorry for, to be quite frank. But mm-hmm. he sent port. And here in Portugal, obviously, that's where port comes from. Mm-hmm. We've just found out this this new port in tonic. 
mixture that is fucking delightful. It's called Portonica. So something we'll bring back with us, Joel, so that we can enjoy. So it's a it's a pre-made drink or it's no. a cocktail that gets mixed. Yeah, it's a cocktail that gets mixed. So a little tip for me, uh, if you're a Guinness drinker, Ooh. add a shot of port to your Guinness. Mm. It's quite lovely. It's really? quite lovely. Yes. And next on the cocktail show with Chad and Cheese. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Yeah, port. Port, it's not just for lunch, people. I'm it's doing, not just I'm for, doing it just later tonight. <laughs> well, thanks, Chris. And happy birthday, belated, by the way, which yes. I think is the third or fourth shout out to his birthday. Love so him. he should be Love feeling him. a lot better. Uh, my, my last shout out goes to billionaire Ken Griffin. Oh, Ken is the okay. founder of hedge funds Citadel and Citadel Securities. But that's not why he's getting a shout out. Griffin paid out of his own pockets of his own pockets for about 10,000 of his staff and their families to converge on Walt Disney World in Florida for three days of celebration at the Magic Kingdom and other theme parks there at Disney. He picked up the tab for airfares from New York, Houston, Paris, Zurich, and other cities and paid for hotels, park tickets, and meals ranging from lamb chops to sushi and paella. Paella? Paella. Paella, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, I go to Portuguese for all my paella. <laughs> To applaud blockbuster returns and big anniversaries, Chad Fave Coldplay even played a private show for the Citadel workers. Don't worry about Ken, though. Citadel manages about $60 billion in assets, so I think he's still going to be able to make that Red Rider BB gun payment for <laughs> Ralphie this coming Christmas. Hooray, capitalism. Shout out to Mickey Mouse Lovin'. Ken Griffin. Yeah, and a, a bunch of radio flyers, I'm sure, with the, with the, with the BB gun. Yeah, that motherfucker needed a, a, a tax write-off. Good for him. Yeah, and good for the rest of his staff. My God. He's like, he was looking at his returns. He's like, sweetheart, we're going to have to do something dramatic for some, some good tax write-offs. I'm feeling a, a real golf clap on this one from you, Chad. Not so I've got to give a shout-out to Spotify Marketing. They are amazing. They, they, they've created a way to, I guess you could just say, sexualize podcasting data. <laughs> it, it, they make Se it sexy. That's what they do. Oh, they yes. make it sexy. So at the end of the year, you know how they do these wrap-ups for everybody? For us, they, they actually packaged everything and they showed us we were the top 5% of all podcasts globally. We increased really? uh, over 60% in followers, uh, nearly 60% rise in listens, and some other cool stats, 167 episodes to date. That's thus far in 2022. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking episodes. <laughs> 4,900 minutes of content. Fuck. And uh, transcriptions to go with all that. Don't forget about that. Plus, we're in nearly 850 listeners' top 10 podcasts that they yeah. listen to. That is just sexy. So we put it out there in the LinkedIn's. People are, are soaking it up. Uh, I love it. Spotify knows how to market their platform. That's right. That's what happens when you're fueled. My Taco Bell kids. <laughs> that's what that's what the secret is. And a lot of booze as well, Chad, which yes. which brings us to the mm -hmm. the booze winners mm -hmm. for this for this month. All right. You know how this this works. We got whiskey from Tex Colonel. Peter Samandel. I think I'm saying Simandle. that correctly was our winner. Samandel. Mm -hmm. You say Samandel, I say Samandel. Let's call the whole thing <laughs> off. He won our whiskey. 
for the for the month. Uh, our beer winner from Aspen Tech Labs, Tracy Morris from Ooh. West Virginia University, a fine nice. fine educational establishment. And uh, rum with plum goes to Kim Gray. Happy birthday to her as well. Uh, we also have T-shirts where pretty much everybody wins, uh, yes. frankly. And yes. if you haven't uh, signed up for those, you just got to head to chadcheese.com, click the free link, submit your information, and, and wait for the goodies to start flowing in, kids. That's how this works. Yeah, that's that's what Mannion was having a problem with. He didn't put his birthday in when he actually submitted for free. Again, kids, if you want birthday rum from plum yep you, you got to do that you got to do that kids yeah we can't read minds people we we can <laughs> podcast and talk shit but we can't really read we're, your minds we're not going to the county uh, courthouse to look through your shit to see when your birthday was okay just not gonna happen we're, we're not monitoring you through your webcam <laughs> we don't know when your birthday is but we do know yes. the following birthdays because these folks Happy did birthday! actually submit their birthday information now if you listen to last week's show you'll know that i forgot last <laughs> week's birthdays because i was so busy with chris Mannion whining about how he didn't get called out for a birthday so hey he paid up <laughs> here's two weeks of of birthdays uh we got james hickman deidre pitts uh who got her t-shirt finally i'd like to report by the way she was she was whining about she that was not happy Frank Wittenauer, Matt yes. Graflin, Mary Kelly, Michael Cox, Nathan Budziak, Lana Schumann, Terry Kaler, Stephen Branch, Matt Miller, Kim Stewart, Lars Coos, Chase Johnson, Patrick Hodgden, Ryan Cook, John Jorgensen, Matt Stubbsy Stubbs, <laughs> and Torin Ellis, everybody. That is the birthdays. Whoa, whoa, that we whoa, whoa. What? Whoa, whoa! Wait a minute. It's a, also you for, you forgot the, the 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 most important one. I did. I did. Well, let me let me get a let me get a drum roll for this. Okay, get ready. Happy birthday to a hot and powerful blonde with bad eyesight. Yeah, that's my wife, Julie Sowash. Julie Sowash. Yes. And I I know who should be winning the rum with plum this month. By the way, <laughs> and we know who wins rum with plums. Every day of the week, everybody. <laughs> really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. <laughs> uh, and speaking of way down in your plums, let's do a leaderboard report on fantasy football, shall we? This is we this is brought to you by our friends at Factory Fix. Guys, we are in the back nine of the season. <laughs> There's two weeks left before the playoffs. This is your leaderboard from first to worst at number one in the new spot dennis and number one in our hearts to tupper is our top spot followed by joe how is this guy with kirk cousins in second place wilkie chris port authority Mannion, joel claimed a playoff position cheeseman chad i have pat mahomes and you don't so wash christy <laughs> from utah with love kelling Matt doing about as well as Colts QB Matt Ryan Hill. Serge racing to the bottom as fast as Austin Matthews crashes the net Boudreaux. Mike, how does someone with Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert get stuck in such mediocrity Schaefer? Jason, I beat Cheeseman by 30 last week, and I'm still in 10th place Putnam. <laughs> James, like cutting crew, I just died in your arms tonight, Gilliam. <laughs> 
and Dan must have gotten run over by a reindeer shoemaker. That is your leaderboard for fantasy football, everybody. It's been a, it's been a fun season. It's been a fun season. It's not over yet, those kids. It's not over yet. No, you st- you no. still have an opportunity. We're all about the same record. It's it's mostly <laughs> points now that separate <laughs> yes. separates anybody. You and I are no, separated by I think four points. Four points. That, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a fun couple of weeks in fantasy football. Snapping all right. Uh, if you're if you're not somewhat aware of OpenAI and more specifically ChatGPT, then you're apparently too busy buying NFTs and creating AI generated portraits of yourself. Oh, Jesus, to to do so. Anyway, Wikipedia defines ChatGPT as a prototype artificial intelligence chatbot. Launched just last month, it's garnered attention for its detailed responses and historical knowledge. It's been called everything from a Google killer to dumber than you think by popular media outlets. Chad, you are all over this one. What say you? Well, this is our Is It Live or Memorex portion of the podcast. Remember that? I mean, we don't know what's real anymore. That's the thing. We have Shall we play a game? Chad and Cheese podcasts that are coming out that aren't really our voices. We have, uh, <laughs> we have poems that are being written by AI. Mm-hmm. It, it is fucking amazing. But I got to say, dude, our AI overlords have taught us the best ways to drive product adoption. It's too easy. It's vanity and it's coolness. Vanity, you just talked about it. Have you seen all the new AI generated pics that are littering the inter- interwebs? People are paying for the service and they're giving the app and the company all their facial data, but hell, we've been doing that for over a decade by posting selfies into social media. But the vanity to look like an astronaut a Blade Runner, or I don't know, a character from Game of Fucking Thrones, is so alluring that people are using those pictures as their profile pics. Vanity mm-hmm. is training the AI, right? We're, we're so easy as human beings. Then we have the cool factor, AI that can write screenplays, sonnets, poems, essays. I mean, that's cool enough that over a million new users have logged in and are using this new version in open AI chat GPT bot, whatever they want to fucking mm-hmm. call it. But the coolness and vanity are just two of the bedrock factors around adoption to a new product. And it's something that our industry is really bad at. We put stuff out there, but we don't wrap it in vanity and coolness enough. I think these two plays that we that I that I just throughout there are amazing then we can start to talk about the big stuff that this can do but let's talk about the actual product itself does it surprise the fuck out of you that everybody who's been bitching about facial recognition and ai taking over shit they're just glomming on to these things it does make you look really good in visual form (laughs) uh i am refusing at this point to do it we are vain creatures uh we love novelty and new shiny things you wrap that into what some have called a horrific dystopian future that's ahead of us (laughs) with this thing um it doesn't surprise me that human beings um this is what happens like in 2001 where the the ape man picks up the the bone and sort of uh you know playfully 
breaks the bones of a dead animal, which then turns into full-on uh, killing of another tribe. It went from fun to, to, to serious really quick. I want to underscore that this thing is a month old. Yes. Uh, I remember when Clubhouse was cool uh, for about a week. <laughs> You cannot put them in the same category. You just can't. I use Alexa now mostly to turn my lights off. Um, and that was going to change the world too. So, so I'm not, I'm going to reserve some, um, opinion on this until it gets some legs on it. I remember when bored apes were all the rage and people were using that as their, uh, profile pictures on, um, on social media. Now I will say clearly if, if you're in the, Content creation, writing stuff, mm. uh, blog posts for SEO, papers for school, uh, script writing. If you're in any kind of the content creation business, this should kind of scare the shit out of you. Yeah. If you create stuff that has no nuance, like news summaries or press reports, like this should scare the shit out of you because this thing can spit those out pretty easily. I'm impressed with. You know, like, hey, write a summary of Chad of the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm not sure which one is the the plump and stubby one in the description, <laughs> but that said, it got pretty close. Uh, and and maybe we'll post that poem on the socials so our friend or on the website so people can see it. But um, you know, if you start thinking about okay, let's take the robots that are scaring us to death. Mm-hmm. Let's take this AI that's scaring us to death, and then let's take the Chad and Cheese podcast in five different languages or whatever uh, that's. Scaring scares us to death. Yeah. And if you if you put all those elements together, you got a robot that can make sense and talk in multiple languages and uh, this is maybe the future and it should maybe scare us, maybe uh excite <laughs> us. Um I don't know, but again this thing is a month old. Uh it has a branding problem because ChatGPT is awful. Yeah. Uh, whoever creates stuff from this. And I think applications are going to be built, as I understand. Yes. Models are going to be created through this stuff. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we talk a lot about jobs being lost, you know, to to AI. This is going to be a whole new uh, app marketplace companies created around this stuff. So, uh, yeah, this this is weird, wild stuff. We're going to have fun talking about it. We're going to have fun talking about how startups come around like, hey, create job descriptions with AI. Hey, create, you know, chat. if I'm a chat bot, if I'm Paradox, this probably concerns me a little bit unless I can plug its technology into me. Yeah. Uh, they make they may there may be a whole new uh group of chatbot competitors that use this as their their API or application to to build bots around employment. So exciting, a little scary, a lot of fun to talk about. Welcome to uh the world of open open AI people. Yeah. Well the practice the practical uses are really gonna revolve around the secret sauce. So as you talked about like chatbots with uh, Paradox, P- Paradox already has a huge set, uh, head start because of all the secret sauce that they mm-hmm. have developed, right, with all the training behaviors and whatnot. And if you think about it, it's just like uh, everybody uses AI today. The big difference between everybody's AI is how they've trained it. So it's it's going to be the same kind of thing, how they trained it, where they trained it, what kind of information they trained it on. Um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. So, yeah, j- job descriptions. It's funny. People are talking about this. As a matter of fact, um, Levin said something about job descriptions this week, and I was thinking about that. And I'm like, you know, if we're training it off of the data, the historic data that we have, it's just going to come up with more shit job descriptions, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we're going to have to actually curate job descriptions that are worth 
worth a shit and then start to feed the machine that way because there's so much fucking garbage that's out there. Um, We we saw this actually thus far with uh, code debugging. You know, uh, there are they've been asking the the AI to debug code. It's been doing Mm -hmm. it right in some, you know, in some uh, examples, but wrong in others. Uh, Writing essays. It wrote a glass door review. I mean, it's just it's so freaking amazing. The big question is so, you know, is it big enough to take and it's different than, but is it is it almost like an evolutionary step for for Google because it becomes more could become more of a, a chat bot, a voice chat bot that you could ask to do things, to write things, yeah. tasking, those types of things. Sure. Imagine uh, you know, voice command a open AI or whatever, uh, update my resume for me. And it goes into your social media, your, uh, mm-hmm. your LinkedIn profile, whatever, uh, update stuff. If it says, Hey, write a description, write a job description based on the 10 most, uh, effective ads, uh, on the internet. And it goes mm-hmm. out to whatever sources and says, okay, here's the lingo that works with the most applies and most efficient and effective ads. And then it mm-hmm. makes an ad for you based on that data. I mean, yeah, that where this thing is going to go is going to be mind blowing. I'm sure. Uh, and a lot smarter people than us are going to be building stuff around that. But yeah, as a start, it's pretty impressive. As a, as a first month, it's pretty impressive. I'm stoked. I can't wait to see where this thing goes and watch while the, uh, it, it burns down society. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. All right, let's play a little Who'd You Rather, Ooh, which I don't favorite. think that we've, we've done in a while. So mm-hmm. Who'd You Rather, how does this work? We, we take two companies, uh, in this case, two that have recently gotten funding, mm-hmm. and then Chad and I pick who'd we, who'd we Rather, and I'll let everyone use their own imagination for what we'd rather do uh, with each of these companies. So without further ado, Who'd You Rather? All right, in this corner, we have Hunt Club. Uh, and by the way, speaking of the 80s, wasn't uh, Hunt Club a polo knockoff <laughs> in yes. the 80s? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, Hunt Club, a Chicago-based talent platform that utilizes referrals, announced a $40 million Series B funding around this week. This brings total funding to $51.8 million. Founded in 2014, the new funding will fuel the company's national expansion and technology platform enhancements. The company says it's a new category of search firm that leverages the power of relationships and referrals to find you the best talent. That is Hunt Club. And in the other corner, we have All Work. New York-based All Work, an end-to-end platform that helps companies more efficiently and compliantly onboard, manage, and pay their freelancer and contingent workforces, has announced the completion of a $4.9 million Series A funding round. This brings total funding to $8.7 million. Founded in 2016, the company will use the funds to expand its software, payment services, and team to meet the increasing need by companies and freelancers for, quote, a better way to work together, end quote. So, Chad, Hunt Club, now on sale at Sears and JCPenney, or All Work, who'd you rather? It's going to be All Work, kids. It's another easy button platform for freelance workers, either W-2 or 1099. Their leadership looks solid, and everybody wants to outsource their crappy jobs, compliance, payment, manage all of those giggers in a single platform. Uh, So yeah, I'm going to tap that. Uh, I'm all work, all day, all night, tapping that all work. 
on the other side of the house, and, and I got to say with the Hunt Club, literally it's mostly just another referral platform wrapped into a social grab packaging. It's, it's, it's not a recruiting agency. It's not a automation matching platform. It's a referral platform. That's what it is. And there's only one company right now that I know, and that's probably because I'm actually advising them real links that they are attacking the biggest issue in referrals and that's engagement. They're the only ones I know who's actually doing that. So knowing this, I've got to push away from the hunt club. No JC Penny for me. I'm sorry. It was all work, all night, all the time. What what the hell was that? That escalated quickly. Jeez, I'm, I I'm tap still that. I'm still thinking about oh, tap that all work. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. To me, this is a question of competitors. Uh, reading up on all work, I couldn't help but think, uh, why not just do all this with Upwork or Fiverr, you know, uh, publicly traded companies or even freelancer uh, out of France, which we've talked about on our European show. Well, maybe all work pulls in all those platforms together into a single dashboard. Well, that would be cool, wouldn't it? No, it doesn't do that at all. Uh, so now let's go to Hunt Club. Competitors uh, are names like Workstream, Ashby, and Circular. Not necessarily to sneeze at, but not exactly Upwork and Fiverr. So basically, all work is in the NFC North and Hunt Club is in the AFC South. <laughs> Who'd I rather the company with a significantly easier road to the playoffs? I'd rather Hunt Club. And that is another round of Who'd You Rather? Let's take a quick break. Hate on LinkedIn for a little bit. That's always that's always fun. Yes. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. All right, Chad. LinkedIn was good cop and bad cop this week. Do you want to hear the good cop or the bad cop first? Let's start off on the good note. Let's go with the good cop. All right, good cop. LinkedIn's latest updates include new analytics data on top performing posts and expanded audience insights. Specifically, LinkedIn's audience tab now shows the demographic makeup of accounts, follower bases, and how these bases increase or decrease over time. Users can also check out their posts tab to see which three posts had the most interaction or gained the most impressions during set periods. For us, that will be uh, references to alcohol, by the way. Uh, most of the time, <laughs> LinkedIn is a uh, usually a follower of social media trends. Remember stories and scheduling posts. They may not hit a lot of threes or throw down a lot of tomahawk dunks. But they can do layups, Chad. And this is a good cop version of the good layup. That's yeah. the good cop version of That's... LinkedIn. Let's get to bad cop now, Ooh. which is much more entertaining. You have you chose correctly by ending on the bad cop note. So <laughs> we've been covering we've been covering the high Q lawsuit with LinkedIn for six years now. Yes, we've been doing this that long. Wow. That, the last time the last time we talked in just November, High Q was on its last breath. Well, death is finally upon us, Chad. 
This is from Sarah White, VP Legal Litigation Competition and Enforcement at LinkedIn via a post on, you guessed it, LinkedIn. Quote, today we won a six-year legal battle against HiQ on behalf of every member on LinkedIn. Thank God they're fighting for the little guy. HiQ has agreed to a permanent injunction requiring HiQ to stop scraping and to destroy all source code, data, and algorithms created when HiQ scraped member profile data in violation of LinkedIn's user agreement. This is a final decisive victory against a company that illegally scraped our members' profile data, used fake accounts, and attempted to build a business on abusing LinkedIn's platform and our members' privacy. This establishes an important legal precedent to stop this kind of abuse on the future and reaffirms that LinkedIn's user agreement unambiguously protects members that Uh, from unauthorized data scraping and fake accounts. We remain committed to protecting the people who use our platform and to fighting to ensure that control of personal data remains where it belongs with our members in quote translation. I quote the lyrical genius of house of pain mugs lifts mugs lifts a funk flow. Someone's talking junk. Yo, I bust him in the eye, and then I'll take the punk's hoe. Haikyuu's head is officially on a spike outside of LinkedIn's headquarters. Everyone, you have been warned. Wow. And this is the reason why they rolled out with those new analytics, because they weren't sure whether it was going to be information that they were going to expose could be scraped and could be used by other uh, startups or more innovative companies to actually mm-hmm. do some shit with the data. And that's the biggest problem with LinkedIn. They have all of this data, but it's mm-hmm. like a horse and buggy. I mean, they need a Ferrari. They need these startups to be able to gather that data to actually fucking do something with it. What LinkedIn should do best out of all the organizations that are out there, because they have more data on us than probably any of the other ones, they should mm-hmm. be able to match us with relevant jobs. They're probably the shittiest of any organization out there in the actual, just the basic matching of relevant, relevant data. They suck at that stuff. So the thing is, this really, this really kills competition. This does exactly what capitalism does not want to happen. It is killing innovation and all of these smarter, more nimble startups that, that LinkedIn could prospectively buy are never going to exist. And that to me is, is sad and not how the system's supposed to work. Yeah. You know, it's, it, to me, it's funny how they, they spun it as a victory for the people. The, the people of LinkedIn have won the, the battle against the, uh, the evil, evil scrapers. Uh, uh-huh. at the end of the day, you're right. LinkedIn is a monopoly in this space. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're stopping innovation. Um, this is a loss for, for the startup world that are using this data to create really cool products. It's a loss for consumers who uh, can recruit better people through products that are built in this way. I see both points of view, but uh, ultimately, LinkedIn is uh, the 800-pound gorilla. And any startups that we're thinking about using their data are not going to do it anymore. And it's mm-hmm. going to stifle innovation. And it's going to hurt the marketplace ultimately, which is why we need blockchain, damn it, to come in yes. and kick LinkedIn in the balls. And yeah. we will be talking about it. If and when that does happen, Richard and Beverly Collins, get that shit pulled together quick, kids. Come on. <laughs> no, 
No big task. Nothing. Nothing major. <laughs> it's nothing okay. major. It's okay. All right. Now to the ball hung bug portion of the podcast. The, the Joel Cheeseman version. Okay. Yeah. Some some <laughs> some highlights from corporate America this week. Uh, no goofing off. A woman posting on TikTok allegedly declined a job interview after doing some research on a remote position and discovering the company, quote, made employees install software that took a photo of their face every nine minutes to ensure that they weren't goofing off, end quote. Also, there's no boundaries in corporate America. According to a survey of more than a thousand Americans, nearly half admitted to going to an event in 2022 that they actually wanted to skip with work events coming in the top five. And bosses are one of the top people that are hardest for us to say no to. Also, there's no balance. A tech writer recently penned, I've struggled with, I've struggled to separate my work from my downtime. So I went all in on a new TV. That's right. That's what we've come to, people. <laughs> Yikes. The beatings will continue unless morale improves. Unless you work for Citadel, life can be pretty tough. Chad, what's your take on embracing the holiday spirit at corporate America? I'm not sure if this was all about goofing off and being able to, you know, take the picture. I just I think that they they were just safeguarding against individuals prospectively tubing, you know. <laughs> they they just wanted to, wanted to be wanted to be safeguarding. Now, seriously, you know, if you're a company and and you can't already monitor the work that's happening day to day uh, on your user systems like Salesforce, HubSpot, and hundreds of other platforms, then you don't deserve to be in charge because you're dumb. Any smart manager can have their staff perform login and usage checks uh, within the VPN. And again, all these different systems that you're using, all these different vendors that are using, you're using, they have usage reports, you know, activity, all that other fun fu stuff, kids. Uh, I mean, hell, Monster back in the late 90s, early aughts, for goodness sakes, they knew the activities that we had going on. So if you can't do it today, you can't use that as as, as an excuse because it's just total bullshit. And then it comes down to the, the, the boundary segment. It's interesting because I was as I was reading through this research, you know, 58% have trouble saying no, 63% are people pleasers. And I thought, well, how does that actually balance between, you know, males and females? Well, women, 37% of women versus 28% of men have boundary issues. Women are trying to please more than, than, than what men are. And then you also took a look at, if you take a look at the, the, the age, uh, the younger the individual was, the more they felt obliged to come to the event. So they had Zs, then millennials, then Xers, and boomers just didn't give a shit. I mean, it was just, it was one of those things. So it was, it was really interesting uh, to look at the data. Power to the people, Chad. Uh, the people, <laughs> the people are having a moment uh, in in the world. Yes. Um, I find it fascinating whether it's the people of Ukraine rising up against uh, the bigger bully next door. Uh, granted, they got a pretty big stick from their friends in America, but rising up against a, a bigger power. Uh, Iranian protests. I don't know if you saw this. They got rid of the monitor police or the police that went in and monitored all that stuff. Yeah, now that might be, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't want to get in, but the, the people protested in, in Iran and apparently got some change. Mm -hmm. uh, China, the people rose. Apparently they're, they're, uh, they're loosening the ties on the lockdowns that are going on there. And in our own little corporate world, America, 
the people are rising against the corporations and the corporations don't really like it. They don't like that you're working from home. They don't like that you want a four day work week and that that's becoming a trend. They were just happy with you being in khakis on casual Friday. Like that was sort of yep. their, their, their level of, of freedom that they wanted to give you. So the people are having a moment of freedom. They're embracing it. It's no surprise that corporate America isn't really happy about it. They want to they want to control you. They want to watch you. They don't want you to get them into court. They don't want you to get them into trouble. They want to be you know totally belts and suspenders on knowing what you're doing. Uh, and we've talked about a myriad of companies that exist to like engage with you and keep you interested while you work from home. Some of those obviously are built to keep track of you and what you're doing and mm-hmm. keystrokes and all that shit. So, so it's a real tug of war to me. That's fun to watch. Um, I don't know who's going to win. Uh, I think the people ultimately, because uh, the best people are going to want environments that encourage freedom and yeah. independence, because that's just who we are mm-hmm. uh, as human beings. So, so I'm a little bit, uh, I, I'm a little bit inspired by the people that are rising up. Although the news was kind of a downer, uh, this was our Baham Bahumbug uh, session. I'm going to end this on a good note, and we're going to take a quick break, and definitely end this holiday edition of Chad and Cheese on a positive note. There we go. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top ten banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube. Make me happy. Come on. All right, on. Chad. No. No OnlyFans, no, no. Pornhub news Come this week. On, we we save that for the for the the summer months when excited. we're all when we're all frisky and not and not closed in in our in our flannel pajamas. All right, like casual Fridays in the '90s, the four day work week is also having a moment. In addition to the people, Business Insider recently covered a pilot program out of Ireland that required companies to embrace the four day strategy. They found that workers got more sleep felt less stressed, and spent more time exercising and volunteering. Barry Prost, co-founder of participant Rent-A-Recruiter, that's a great name, told Insider the reduced work week offered small businesses like his a, quote, competitive advantage, end quote, when hiring talent. Before the trial, Rent-A-Recruiter had a staff turnover rate of 20%. Quote, we were losing staff to bigger companies, so we felt we had to do something quite bold, said Prost. Rent a Recruiter has retained all two dozen employees in the six months since bringing in the four day work week. If my math is correct, Chad, that's a hundred percent of the people stayed at the company. <laughs> Prost told Insider that internal metrics showed a rise in employee satisfaction and a fifty percent increase in average productivity. Chad is Europe's newest and biggest cheerleader. I assume you love this news out of Ireland, right? It's fairly simple, kids. And, and this also, they, they had a, a much larger, I guess you could say, campaign that they did with 70 companies, uh, with 3,300 employees throughout the, the entire UK. And 
here's here's the big win here and it's a business win happy employees make happy clients happy clients are easier to retain plus happy clients spend more money so you're not just retaining employees you're retaining clients you're increasing wallet share this is a business move and by the way i'd like to report since implementing a four-day work week here at chad and cheese my nap time has increased by 80 percent what and i'm happy about that we out. we out thank you for listening to what's it called the podcast the chad the cheese brilliant they talk about recruiting they talk about technology but most of all they talk about nothing just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know and yet you're listening it's incredible and not one word about cheese not one cheddar blue nacho pepper jack swiss there's so many cheeses and not one word so weird anywho be sure to subscribe today on itunes spotify google play or wherever you listen to your podcasts that way you won't miss an episode and while you're at it visit www.chatcheese.com just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese it's so weird we out you've got questions we've got answers business leadership ownership and sales can be challenging tune into the accelerate your business growth podcast to learn from the world's experts Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.